0: Every day is an opportunity for you to learn something that sets your home improvement or home services business apart from the competition. Let's make today one of those days. This is a podcast for home improvement and home services marketing. This is Built
1: By. You've got to be adaptable. You've got to find a way to accommodate an uncomfortable customer. If you're not getting the home advisor leads in the first five minutes, you shouldn't even do it. Hopefully, we're
0: eating their lunch while they're trying to get back up and running. Hey, what's up, y'all? Matt Miner here with Hatch in another episode of Built By. I hope everything's going awesome for you on this Thursday, February 4th. Today's episode is a little bit out of the ordinary of what we've done this uh, year so far and um, that we're not talking to marketers and, and diving into the marketing side of things, um, but this is still an important episode because we're going to dive into a few things that you should be aware of in your marketing. Um, I talked to Justin Myers, who is the sales director over at Active Prospect. They're one of our partners. Um, they specialize in this thing called consent-based marketing. So what is consent-based marketing? Whenever you're getting leads um, from a form on your website or from Home Advisor, there's a few things that you need to make sure are in place, especially as um, compliance gets a little tighter around TCPA, Um, I'm sure you've heard of GDPR in Europe. That's something that's probably going to come to the US within the next five years. Um, California has some very stringent requirements when it comes to compliance. So these are all things that are super boring, but they're super important for you to know. So Justin and I today are going to talk about um, one, that compliance piece of things and making sure that you're getting the correct consent. We're also gonna talk about lead qualification, which can cause a huge chasm in between your sales and marketing team. You know, we're also gonna talk about data enrichment, and this is another thing that you're probably not um, thinking about, but it's pulling all of these other little signals and other pieces of information for each lead so your sales team has a more effective um, follow-up. So in all, again, this is a little bit out of the ordinary episode, but um, it's important for you to jot these things down, do a little research on your end, Um, I think this is going to be a big thing in the next five years. So um, we're getting ahead of it in this podcast.
1: I'm a sales director within the home services vertical. We have a few different verticals that we specialize in, um, but we've been around for about 15 years. um, But it was a couple of years ago where we really started getting heavy into home services. And I have to give credit to uh, Ruben Agarte. He's on my team. Um, and he, he spent uh, a decade, decade and a half on the solar side and he was a prior client of Active Prospect. So when he came in, he had this whole network uh, on the solar and then is really built out. And I think last year we home services, I believe is now the number one vertical. If not, it's, it's definitely the fastest growing vertical. At uh, Active Prospect, with a bunch of different brands like, like I said, like in the solar side, the home security side, the home advisors of the world, um, everywhere in between, and then a lot that are just kind of you know lead gen, lead buyers, sellers as well.
0: Yeah, awesome, man. So, uh, for the listeners that don't know, Active Prospect um, really hones in on this this concept of uh, consent based marketing. So. Um, what is active prospect and how is it um, helping the home services industry?
1: Yeah um, so active prospect um, a few different things people know us for different things but primarily we're a lead acquisition platform so we we help people a uh, decision on leads that they that they want to purchase or ingest in real time and then ultimately deliver to their dialer or their CRM or whatever they may be, maybe be using on that side but are, are what we're trying to do is is really make consent-based marketing the single best channel for customer acquisition, and we're trying to do that by just kind of pulling the veil and, and providing more visibility into the leads that you're you're buying or you're generating to ultimately you know increase conversion and and just ultimately help to grow these businesses.
0: Gotcha. So how this relates to home services, and um, it's interesting that you had like you kind of tested the waters in solar. Um, so basically when a lead comes through like a home advisor or uh, a modernize, um, you ensure that compliance is, um, I guess locked tight before they start marketing to the client.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like the term, the consent-based marketing. That's a, a kind of a frustration on both the consumer as well as the marketer. Nobody wants to be spammed or be solicited for stuff that they never asked to be solicited to. And then marketers, they don't wanna you know spend their marketing dollars in areas that it doesn't make sense. So the more transparency we can provide in connecting folks that have asked to be contacted are the ones that are being contacted. And that that's kind of a two-pronged approach or there's kind of two steps. One is ensuring that you have you know, consent language on the form that's protecting you from the TCPA uh, purpose and then two being able to document and and store that documentation in case something does arise you can say hey uh, we have you know we have the the proof essentially that this person has to be contacted. Here we go. Okay, so you
0: it's interesting because you do all of this kind of in, in the background. so whenever the leak comes it's it's just running,
1: right? Yeah, I'd say you could do a lot within, you know, a second, maybe two seconds. And so it's all happening in, in real time between yeah. that form being filled out and then it hitting like a hatch, for example.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's so interesting. And, you know, I've never heard of this and I'm sure a ton of home improvement home services companies haven't heard of this when it comes to, well, I'm sure they've heard of like the texting when it comes to TCPA and I'm sure everybody's heard of GDPR in Europe. Yep. Um, which is inevitably gonna make its way to the US. I think yeah. there's some you know something along the lines of California with that. So compliance is really boring. yeah, uh, but it's really important. So um, what when you know clients come to you um, in the home services industry and they they ask about compliance, what is your kind of talk track around that? and how do you make that a point of emphasis for these companies to actually be considering when getting leads?
1: Yeah, that's a great question and it, it isn't the most exciting subject um, and a lot of times though, it's, it's why people are coming to us, they're familiar with trusted form, um, so, so they, they know that they need to be compliant. Um, so my suggestions are, well, one, let's first make sure that we are uh, we do have the consent language on the form because what we, we're, we're doing is we're, we're capturing the metadata, we're capturing essentially like a recording of that consumer's experience on the web form Clicking, tabbing, uh, and then also information like how much time did they spend on the page, where did they fill out the form, when did they fill out the form, how old is the lead? All of this information can be used for many different ways. But in terms of what we're trying to help with is is ensuring that it's there. But then, if it's there and you can't, you know, if someone reaches out a year from now and they're a, a litigator or a known litigator and they say, "I never asked to be contacted," it's not good enough to say, "Well, on our on our page." It, there's a, a text box that you clicked because you could always say, well, you maybe updated that three months ago or something. So having that documented proof of consent really is just kind of the, you can sleep well at night. You don't have to worry about you know, litigators chasing after you. Um, so that's, that's basically that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny. I've, I've actually heard of that cropping up recently as people are, are, getting more defensive, I guess, about their information. And it makes sense. I mean, I'm getting, I feel like I get spam calls from like Marriott hotels and stuff like that all the time um, as of late. So um, that consent and that compliance piece is huge. So that's a cool problem that you guys are solving. And um, that's great advice. Like you have to make sure it's tight knit on your form. So um, active prospect isn't, you know, I don't think you're lawyers. You might have lawyers on staff, but um, you know the right way to do it, and it's a trusted source, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, we're a trusted, we're a third party source, uh, so we're not monetizing your data, but we do as a third party, we're trusted um, kind of in the space to be that we're not going to tamper with that information. That's there. We're not, you know, benefiting from that at all from a data perspective. But yeah, it's if if it was more of a uh, a company that just wants to create their own version then, you know, it leads to, there could be questions around how valid is this? Um, But yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, cool, man. So the other piece of this is lead qualification. So um, we kind of basically touched on compliance and the importance of that, but um, how this really benefits companies is when the lead does come in, A big problem exists today in every vertical, and that's like the disconnect between marketing and sales. So when a lead comes in, marketing will hand any lead to sales. If it's trash, it kind of diminishes the trust that the two have between each other. So um, how, how have you seen lead qualification and the problem in home services um, since you've been an active prospect and working with these companies?
1: Yeah, it's, there's a couple things there. Um, one is, one thing to throw out, and I think this is common uh, or pretty standard across home services, is that lead costs are expensive. So if you're buying leads, even if you're generating leads, there's a, there's a cost to that. And it might be $40, it could be $100, but in most cases, it's not cheap. And if you have having a lot of budget, and you have sales goals, you don't want to just take in everything. I think traditionally, you might get a phone number, an email, uh, a name, maybe a location, and that's it. And you have to just think. I, I I hope this is a good one. I hope they match our ideal customer profile. So what we're doing in terms of lead qualifying, and this is you know we could talk a hundred different things that that we're doing that we see in the home services space, but Uh, a couple kind of high-level things are figuring out, um, is this a bot? Was this generated overseas? And that could be a lead that that you're looking for that could match your ideal customer profile. So what we're trying to do is figure out what are the characteristics of leads that are converting at a higher level and what are the characteristics that aren't? So let's Mm -hmm. use uh, kind of the power of our platform and our our partners to see uh, how much information can we find out on this specific lead. So this could be, Uh, This is a duplicate lead. I already purchased this lead within the last five days, within the last 30 days. I don't wanna buy that lead again. So that could be rejected. Um, Same thing for like bot or fraud. And we have uh, a list of uh, marketplace integrations that are plug and plays into our platform that can detect fraud, Mm -hmm. no litigators like dnc.com or Blacklist Alliance. Um, And then checking for things like, um, is the phone number valid? Is it a working number or not a working number? Is there any possibility that I can actually connect with this person on the phone? If no, how much is that lead worth to you? Probably nothing. Same with same with email. And that's, that's kind of how I, I like to think about it in terms of qual- like quantity or sorry, um, qualifying the leads. We can get into yeah. like enriching the leads which is a little different, but also similar.
0: Yeah, yeah. So qualifying the leads when it comes in just to make sure and um, like you said, like a number of these leads that come in can drive up your cost per lead. You're never going to sell them anyways, but you're still paying for it. So you mentioned it was interesting. um, Active prospect can determine whether it can it can reject the lead. So you really never see it? Is that right? Did I hear that?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's I I wanted to touch on that. Um, There's there's kind of a big difference uh, in the space between real-time rejections and returns. So in many cases, you could go at the end of the month, you have um, a, uh, however set up with your lead vendors. And at the end of the month, you can say, I have X amount, maybe it's 10% that you've agreed to that you, re- you can return. And in many cases, that percentage and the um, willingness to accept more leads on a return basis, isn't gonna be the same uh, scenario if you're rejecting in real-time. And that's kind of just, this lead is now 30 days old. This is out of market, or it just doesn't make sense. Whereas if we can ping back a real-time response as to, and, and the reason behind the, why, re- why you're rejecting, it could be, this is out of my zip range. Boom. Within a second, that lead vendor now can reallocate to somewhere else where it is in the right zip code.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. That is such a cool little, little uh, I guess, not really a hack, but it's just... It it solves a problem that's present that I I really didn't even know existed until you brought it up and I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge time suck for a lot of these companies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just the admin alone in the reporting. And I've seen some of it and it's, it's a headache to have to manage, uh, and all these returns at the end of the month and all these vendors and they have different campaigns. It's all, it's all manual work and the lead vendors don't like it either.
0: Mm. Interesting. So you mentioned data enrichment and um, I'm probably going to butcher this, but my understanding of data enrichment is when you do get that qualified lead, data enrichment is, um, it, it finds all of the other, I guess, key pieces, um, to make it an easier sell. Again, I I said, I was going to butcher it, but, um, so I'd love to hear from, from your perspective what data enrichment, I feel like I understand what it is, but, um, Yeah, I'd love to hear what what your kind of description is.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, there's definitely um, splitting hairs almost between the two, qualifying and enriching. Uh, But the way I look at enriching is more of the kind of the finer details. So this is things like uh, taking a phone number. And and some of this has to do with um, what you're capturing on the form. And... There's strategies. Also, we can get into like the different strategies behind long form, short form, what's the ideal kind of length. But if you're capturing phone and name, how much can you do with those two? There's a lot. You mm-hmm. can take, you can do a reverse phone lookup and get the address. You can do a, an address, append and get the age of the house, when that house was sold. Is the person's name on the lead flow? Is it attached to that house as an owner, as a renter? Um, what's their estimated credit score? So you can do this like data snowball to where you have all this information that's really powerful for the person that's making the dial, or you can figure out where do, where do I need to send this lead? This goes this goes great over to this person or this uh, sector of our business. If you're if you're in you know different sub verticals within home services, um, but I think that that's the that's the power. And again, speaking to just the cost per lead and then the cost of a sold project, these are higher numbers than some of the other verticals in the lead gen space. So what you're able to do with a, a really small amount of um, you know, money and figuring out all this information that you can do, it really just empowers your dialer or whoever's making the call to have that connection and know more about the lead itself.
0: That's interesting. So let's say a company was like, I wanna hire a data enricher on staff. What would that job look like as compared to like what Active Prospect does in the background?
1: Yeah, I think they would. And it's, it, we actually work with some uh, like data scientists and we have someone on our team who's a chief data officer. So they actually, if if you're working with active prospect, we do a lot of projects and when we're doing deep dives into um, what's working, what's not working, there's ways to link conversion feedback back into the platform and you can mm-hmm. run reporting and see what campaigns are doing well. Uh, down to like these attributes we're finding from this campaign or this lead source, let's spend less there and more over here. Um, I'm in thinking of without having some sort of platform, I think, yeah, you would need to hire a team or a full-time employee to dive in where they can to figure out, yeah, what's working, what's not, but having, having the power to make that decision in real time, I think is that's, that's like the little piece of gold yeah
0: yeah that's unbelievable because i was thinking you know I, I can imagine somebody going to linkedin to facebook to google search paying 50 bucks to do like a reverse lookup mm-hmm. all this stuff and it just happens in real time with you guys that's crazy yeah it is crazy awesome man so um that's really all the questions i had but i love to wrap up um each episode with the last tip before we dip. so um What's the number one piece of advice you're giving people in the home services industry right now, or that you would give um, when it comes to um, either compliance or data enrichment or um, you know lead qualifying? A number of the things we talked about, or anything in your area of expertise.
1: Yeah, um, it's funny when you say that. I think of if I was to switch gears and I was to jump into marketing or, or start my own company in the home services space and I'm uh, within lead gen and you're looking to to grow your business by purchasing leads, you want to have as much insight as possible and you want to be protected on the back end. So you want to be, you know, safe from a litigation perspective. You want to be able to scale, which is done through getting more insight to only buy the leads or, or process the leads that are going to be more likely to convert. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of a, uh, one tip, it would just be of look, look into what's working and what's not. And how can we eliminate what's not working? So right. what, 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 because every business is different that I speak to the pain point over here is it's just phone numbers. We get so many bad phone numbers and it's frustrating to our, our, uh, the folks on the floor. It's frustrating for our dealers. And over here it could be we get hit up with litigation all the time we want to be able to button up and sleep good at night so i think it's just going in and seeing you know what can we do are 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 we looking to grow our company are we looking to scale if so then let's start kind of pulling the veil and see how much we can find out about where we're spending our money and the people that we're contacting so yeah, i don't know if that's that great, a, man. a tip or not but that's no that's
0: it. great it's, it's those areas that you don't really think about um, that it's worth considering, like the compliance and everything, because yeah. everybody sees dollar figures when leads come in. But um, yeah. there's some costs in the back end if you're not careful. And it's it's yeah. very interesting that you guys are definitely solving this. And that's a great segue into. So let's say um, a listener wants to learn a little bit more about Active Prospect or possibly connect with you. Um, yeah. I'd love to hear you know wh- where they could do that and um you know, if there's a specific website or LinkedIn or anything along those lines.
1: Yeah. Um, you can find me, I'm on LinkedIn, but I'm also, you know, maybe you can put my email or something in the, um, credits or wherever. Uh, but also just check out, check out activeprospect.com. There's a ton of, you know, insights into how our products work, the different types of companies we work with, white pages, case studies, reach out to me directly. Um, I know that we have, um, uh, Ruben, who I mentioned earlier, is doing a, a webinar with you guys or with Hatch, uh, yeah. coming up the next week or so. Those are always super informative. Um, I always learn from from watching those. But yeah, um, we're here to help. We're you know we've been in this for 15 years, but over the last couple, we've we've really jumped in you know two feet at a time into home services, and it's it's an exciting and and fun vertical.
0: Yeah, it's a crazy stat that home service has become really the number one yeah. uh, segment for you guys. It, it's a problem that exists. Wow. It's,
1: it's yeah, insane. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool, man. So again, I'm going to drop the links to Active Prospect and um, the webinar we have coming up with you guys. And I think there's a ton of value there for the listeners. Um, Justin, thanks so much for hopping on, man. I couldn't help but Is that a Dirk Nowitzki jersey in yeah. the background?
1: Yes. All that, right. Like a German, like his uh, Deutschland jersey. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i was like that's not a maverick's jersey but interesting <laughs> well, cool man again thanks so much for uh, joining and um yeah until next time
1: thank you thank you this has been great